smoking and growing and watching prohibition fall down. What's up, guys? I'm going to be coming at you with some grow talk today. And if you uh, watch the show and you're wondering why, dude, you're wearing the same shit as the last show, it's because uh, my puppy is having a temper tantrum in her 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 little container, if you will, crate. I guess crate is the top or proper word. Oh, yeah. And you, you don't go in there. No acknowledgement during the temper tantrum, okay? That's the reward that you're not going to get. So I couldn't get to my closet. So if you're any puppy screaming, it's my dog being a little crate trained when nobody else is around right now. So, and we got to do the show. We got to do the grow talk. Yeah, that good for you, dude. Good for doing the right thing. It's hard to, sometimes they're so cute. Sometimes hard to do the right thing, man. Have some discipline. Be well, and I don't, I, I only like crate training for a part of a dog's life if needed, because sometimes artist times when you got to put a puppy away because you got, you know, you got to keep it out of trouble. Not all the time. Bear, I don't use it that much at all. But you, I don't, you want your dog or pup to be able to know if you go in there, it's okay. It's a good place to be, you know. And uh, but yeah, if you start leaving dogs in too long, too often, then you might create a complex. So I know I would get one. But why and, you put me in here again? I didn't like, do anything. The goal of crate training really is to have the dog uh, think of the crate not as like a punishment or anything. Like its spot, it thinks right? of it as like this is my room. I get to go here and hang out, and all my toys are in here, and like it's nice in my crate. Well, Bella's punishment for me doing the Dude Grow show is being in the crate. <laughs> no punishment, really. But let's get into it. Grow private guys. Time. God, this Raphael. This Raphael smells so fucking good. Uh, show rundown, man. DudeGrows.com, guys. Get your grower questions up. First off, we got a dank nug of Lemon Jeffrey by Irie Genetics, posted by Dr. Phil Good. I think that's, that's how awesome. it rolls. <laughs> that's awesome. I wonder if that is Dr. Phil's last name. Good. In uh, grower questions, bro science or not, posted by Uncle Luke 61, uh, wants to know about uh, stamping out from the East Coast. It was uh, fairy tales, leaf crap. What did he want to know about? Oh, leaf praying. Excuse me, I had a little brain fart there. Leaf praying. There are a few different reasons we say, hey, my leaves are praying. And people are like, oh, that's good. That's bad. It's too hot. Your humidity is too low. There's a lot of different things. He wants to get the bro, get, get rid of the bro science. All right. All um, right. Next one, this is uh, two, two DDC chiming in. And the first one says, is it a mite or a root aphid? And the next one says, wouldn't, or I want to ask about this bug. Posted by Gordo34 and Torn. Asilagus, tornasilagus. Root aphid identification. We haven't sure. talked about that in a while. We don't have to go down the full item of control, but we'll see where the conversation takes us. But first, man, how do you guys know if you have root aphids? Are they just fungus gnats? What are these crawlies? Because uh, some crawlies are really good. You don't want to overact or panic, me? which I've done. What's that? Are you asking me? No, I'm telling you. Oh, you're asking, okay. Because there's really easy ways to tell root aphids or aphids. Well, yes, I'm asking yes. you to tell me coming up, and when we get okay. into the grow talk down below. Okay, deal. Uh, wouldn't want or wouldn't this be the best? Posted by Sunny and Bactopia, kind of a grow hack. Asking about using our final, like our trim waste. Maybe it's fan leaves, some stalk. Maybe it's sure. sugar leaf you didn't get to that wasn't good enough for edibles. Whatever. Can we turn that into? A uh, plant, what is it, a plant fermented juice? Is it a PFJ guru? Is that what I'd call it? 
fermented plant juice. Plant juice, FPJ. There we go. Yes. To benefit and to make nutrients. And that's kind of various Korean natural farming techniques. Sure. Because we're experts at that. Thank you for that question, sir. No, we got a little help from the DBC. <laughs> hey, we learn in public and then we continue the conversation. Lastly, our two, our two 200 watt LEDs equal to one 400 watt LED. What do you think? Posted by Sweden sucks. Oh, uh, yes, I do think so, man. My short answer is yes. I'm probably wrong, but uh, I'm going to go with two no. plus deeper. Four, man. I'm going to go with no. It's, I knew you it's were. It's deeper than that. I'm feeling very contrarian today, Guru. <laughs> <laughs> all right, before we get into all that, guys, DGCCup.com. Uh, come check out. See the vendors list we're building. Come hang out July 30th. Come out and try some strains. Be a competitor. Be a judge. Be both. Either way, you can come out and try a bunch of different cannabis. You get a one at the door, DDC custom lighter, and you get to walk around with great people, bullshit, and go over. I think we're at five different bud tasting stations uh, in Fort Collins, Colorado, man. Details at ddccup.com. DDC producers, you get the 25% off. If you want to find that code, just log into Patreon and scroll the posts. You'll find it, as well as all the other great things we're doing. I'm trying to do a little campaign here. Keep track of those posts, guys. Scotty posts on there, banner posts on there, uh, giving information to the DGC, DGC producers yes. as far as the giveaways, which right now is a horticultural lighting group, Scorpion R-Spec, Far Red 700 Watt, uh, dimmable to 129 though so if you get this don't think it's too much power for you you can tone it down uh badass you should light, only get this light. hang on it's grow talk you should only get this if you're what a five by five area <laughs> i would say this that's what this would cover anything else you i don't think less of a light yeah you could go a little bigger if you have a bigger space five by five right. i think i don't think you're ever going to be reaching full power on that motherfucker 700 it's, watts in the five by five it's, like it's definitely uh more i can speak from experience because i had the scorpion diablo the right. other one uh it is more than enough light for a five by five it is a good amount of light for a six by six um and it is a, a very powerful light. i don't think you could fit it in a four by four i'm pretty sure right. it is either four by four or a little bit bigger than four by four itself so like you just physically it will not fit in that tent i um, mean but yeah perfect light for a five by five and you know and like I, you'll you'll have more than enough light i mean you're talking 1964 pv PPF and 2.81 U moles per joule. That's going to be perfect for a five by five. I'd say between 18, 17, 18 inches and, you know, for flowering. And then like for a veg footprint with those uh, parameters, I'd say you get a six by six at, at 24 inches. I can tell you're just scrolling down the scrolling down the stats, the specs there. You ah, sound with Guru, man. Yeah, but um, so seriously, pro. it's a six foot by six foot area in veg is what they recommend at 24 inches, or a five by five at 18 inches off canopy for flowering. So, all right, I agree with Guru. Yes, check it out, guys. To win that, you just go comment on the recent post. You'll see the HLG grower hookup. And when you sign up, you also get your free seeds and seeds here now. If you're growing with Recharge or Grow Dots, you get 30% off those. That's kind of a no-brainer to hook it up and save money on your grow. Get it going on. And lastly, the 420 Happy Hour over on Discord. If you guys don't make the happy hour, we give away seeds every happy hour. We hang on, have a good time. Don't worry, we repost it on Patreon every Monday so you guys can listen to it or download any you've missed. And if you don't know about Discord, hit me up. I'll help you get on there. Hit me up over on Patreon. Send me a message. We'll get you going. DudeGrows.com forward slash support. Check it out. Let's get into the show. So uh, who's growing some dank? Lemon Jeffrey. We know who uh, Lemon Jeffrey is. Shout out Rasta Jeff. 
this is Dr. Feel Good. And damn, this is looking nice. I've never grown the lemon Jeffrey. I don't think it's currently available, but let me get into this. Hey guys, this is my rosin fino of my lemon Jeffrey since it gets a minimum of 20% return after going through the rosin bomb. Oh, this was my shit, man. That's a lot of return. That's don't make me do the math, right? You put in five grams and you get a full gram out of it. That's pretty good. <laughs> uh, this was my last grow using nectar for the God newts. For now, as I've, tra I've transitioned my garden over to grow dots. Hey, right on. Very Since cool. Anyways, these were grown with Spartan Regimen plus Athena's and Anamina, De Demeter's Destiny, the Kraken, and Hygieia Hydration. Using the Greek, the Greek, go to these Greek gods and shit is what it is. Oh, no. I never got to that part of school. <laughs> also use some potassium sulfate and potassium humates towards xanaflower along with the usual msa and cannabis fpjs so there it is cannabis for men and plant juices what's msa anybody monosilicic acid ah guru in the house man went deep on this this is, this is the first time i've let this fino go past 11 weeks i'm very happy i did I harvest her on wednesday at day 80 and she got chunky for sure she filled up the three by three all on her own 15 gal rain science grow bag and was staked properly this run as it was really needed to finish the last couple of weeks nice dude uh wow. i grew her under my old half water pole Viper Spectra TC1350, about a true 630 watts. So if you guys don't know, Blurple is the light spectrum when you look at it, and there's still some out there where it's just all purple and pink, and it looks like UFOs landing in your grow tent, basically. That's right. Uh, not that it won't grow some weed. This was said this was marketed for a 4x4 flower space and a 5x5 veg. I hated this light after I first had it because of its spread. But when I got to thinking, I realized if I could handle the heat, then I should be I should blow away a three by three space. And here we have it. That's 630 watts and a three by three. You'd be cooking in there, no? I mean, it's running at 630 watts. It's got to be equivalent. That's got to be one of those 630 watt equivalent. No, because 630. We just talked about the uh, R spec that was 700. Yeah, watts, and that's right? the five by five. Um, what says hold with on, the hold on hold on remember that uh the light we were just looking at is 700 watts at 2.81 umos per joule right that is a ton of light that is almost twice as much light per watt as as this light is uh these viper spectres at 1.5 umos per joule is actually kind of falling right in line with an hps light um and and the efficiency that they have i think they're like 1.65 or something like wow that. guru that's a good uh, uh something to remember watts really don't mean shit man you know watts is what it is getting out of the wall it's if it's in the efficiency the u moles per joule is what's going to tell you how much light is coming from those watts it can be a pathetic amount of light the same as you get from a, an hps or it can be an incredible amount of light twice as much as you get from an hps but that's the u moles per joule Yep. Yeah. I like the breakdown and that was a good point. Uh Guru says I hated the slice after I, I hated the slide after I first had it because it spread. Um and I realized okay, we got it can handle three by three with the efficiency of the light about half as good as HLG. I'm guessing it's putting out about the same photons as an HLG three twenty. That's why he did the three by three. Top temp ever reached in the tent was ninety before I kicked on the AC on average. They hovered between eighty four, eighty seven. That's totally fine with that LED light. Perfect. 
So due to the heat running hotter than my others, I'm probably going to hold off on any more grows this summer. Summer, summertime, man. When is it going to come to British Columbia? Dear God. It's like fucking 58 here today. Is Rainy. it? Uh, dude, me and Guru, Guru were talking like it's air conditioning. It's starting to be air conditioning time here. It's like 90. So just wanted to share this all with everyone so you can make equipment work if you understand its limitations. Not the most efficient in this case, but at least I've gotten so decent. Uh, so decent harvest off the light, I thought I'd never get any use of after I placed it about a year ago. I'll have some grow dot reports coming soon. Loving the product already. Hashtag growers love. I dig it. This is beautiful. Wow. Yeah, it totally looks fucking great. That is uh, chunky bud, man. Wow. Yeah, dude, the harvest off that 115 got pretty good. Birmingham Hydro. No, it's not Birmingham Hydro. It's Birmingham. Birmingham Tarot. Tarot. Got it. Says that even looks lemony. <laughs> All right. Question one. Bro science or not. Posted by Uncle Luke. Uncle Luke 61 or just Uncle Luke. Uh, hey, guys. Seems to me there's a lot of opinions, bro science, fairy tales for just about any topic when it comes to growing cannabis. Absolutely. Is it really? It is really a pain in the ass. So, Guru, is there any science to back up the praying leaf crap? I've read and asked too many about this, and all I come up with is so frustrating, conflicting info. Some say that if they're praying, they're happy. About the same, say the plant wants more light. So which is it? Let's all help stamp out the bro science from coast to coast. Hey, maybe Yins can do a weekly bro science busters. Who's Yins, man? Yins is Pittsburgh, bro. And it says, hey, dude, what do you got against Charlie's Theron? Anyhow, huh? The gif I posted on the happy hour is from the movie Three Days in the Valley. That is a good movie. I think Charlize I remember Theron. What do you got against Charlie's Theron? I Googled it and I don't have anything against it at her, apparently. I don't know, but if you want to see her in a different light, watch the movie Monster. That's that's a good one. Still hot. She's I don't remember like a what Three Days. Killer. Three days in the valley was about um, all good though. This is grow talk, not uh, news and entertainment. Uh, let's let's get this bro science fairy tale shit stamped out, Guru. What's up with the praying leaf? I've heard all the same. It's good. It's happy. There's too much light. Your humidity is low. Um, I'm assuming there's a multitude of reasons. It's good. Yeah, I give my anecdotal evidence that uh, when my leaves are praying, my garden's happy <clears throat> and I get fat, chunky. Butts. What's the difference between praying and tacoing? Uh, tacoing is a sign of too much light. Uh, that is too like literally, literally too much of something. Usually it's too much light. The leaf curling over itself to try and protect itself because it's getting too much light. Um, that is not a good thing. I think this person is getting confused between there is a difference between a plant uh, praying and having its uh, its leaf angles up higher, which is just generally a good thing. Um, and that plant reaching for light and it uh, experiencing like stim elongation to try and get closer to the light like spindly growth, that's not something you want. Um, but if you just have a plant at proper VPD and the right amount of light and the right amount of CO, like all your environment is good, you should have praying leaves for most of the day. If those leaves go down uh, and drop their leaf angles later on in the day, that means they've reached their DLI for the day. You could either dim your lights down um, and just give them less light in some way, and that will... Uh, We'll, we'll, we'll fix that problem too. So no, leaf, leaf uh, it's, it's something that in like today's data-driven grow world, uh, they will uh, take measurements and track the leaf leaf angle 
um, and and uh, it leads just keeping all of that data leads to better decision making in the future. Um, and that is something that uh, is indicative of like how active the plant's metabolism is at that time. So yeah, it, it, it is overwhelmingly a good thing as long as it's not like tacoing or like I said, it's reaching for more light. Like if you put a seed in a windowsill. It'll grow uh, not really, really uh, wide open internodal spacing, uh, lengthening out, and it'll like almost fall over on itself because it's trying sure. to reach for light, and that's oxygen's doing that. But if you got the right amount of light, good environment, plants growing, plants happy, it should have praying leaves. Like that is a good sign. You know, praying if your leaves are going just straight out, like you're fine. You've seen plenty of good plants. And I've actually seen plenty of good plants. Maybe they had already reached a lot of their DLI where they were kind of chilling a little bit, but they still looked real healthy. You're saying praying's not straight out. It's more we're going like a slight up. angle up, even. Oh, yep. And it, it uh, just it's when the plant is like at its uh, uh, like going full bore metabolically. Um, it is able to capture more light when it does that, like overall. It, 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 Those it, leaves are solar panels, man. Yeah, it increases how much of the plant is actually getting photons to hit it. So, like Less it, shade, it, I guess, for the leaves below when they're doing that at that angle. Yep. Interesting. Uh, Elicits a shade of – or uh, the opposite of shade of which response, so – It's pretty crazy if you think about those leaves. They're solar panels that are able to take light and blend it and make it into sugar, make it into a carbohydrate that the plant can eat. It's fucking crazy. Uh, it's nature. Nature yeah, is wild. Nature is wild. Kind of like goes that. together. Two different yeah, ways. Like you like that? It's very deep, man. It's very deep. <laughs> <laughs> Three words going deep. Oh, where are we at? We got another group talk question here. Come on. About, uh, learn about identification. Hey, can I just give a timeout real quick? Can you go back to the other yeah. one, Guru? Do you still have it? Is that Oscar the Grouch as a bud for Uncle Luke? That is so cool. That's, oh my god, that's a bud, right? Yeah, that's one of, the, on. one of the better avatars I've seen. That is really good profile pictures. Thank you, thanks, Uncle Luke. Oh, nice. I had to go back and see right. that. I just it's let that slip awesome. right on by. <laughs> oh uh, shit! Okay, uh, now shit. on. Yeah, I think we kind of got to look on the next one. Is this a mite or a root aphid by Gordo434? From what I can tell, this looks bear. like a mite, but I want confirmation. We're looking at a translucent, would that be the right word? Transparent little little micro bug crawling around that gives me With the creeps in the root zone. So there's uh, lots of different mites that can infect root zone of a plant, and not all of them are uh, like bad. And a lot of them look really similar. This is a good picture of this one. I think this is a uh, hypoacid miles. Um, the main e easiest way to kind of uh, diagnose what type it is when you're looking at like an aphid like this, if you don't see any flyers or anything like that, uh, look at its behavior. Um, is it a really fast moving mite that's moving around quickly and like agilely through everything? It more than likely is a predator if, it, if that's the case. If it's more uh, stationary and not moving around as much, um, might start to think root aphid because uh, root aphid in, it, in this stage of its life, it will look really similar to a lot of other mites. Um, the main thing is if you are seeing flyers, that is the easiest way to identify and diagnose. Have your sticky traps out. Have sticky traps out. If you see anything that uh, the bug itself is much shorter than its wings, uh, that is more than likely a root aphid. Fungus gnats will have uh, like more slender bodies, but a, uh, its wings are about the length of its body. 
if it's like shorter and more circular, uh, like it's, it's thorax and abdomen, and then uh, it's got longer wings, that's more likely a root aphid that you're dealing with. In a loop, if you don't have a loop, you're losing. Rasufa agreed with you and says, it looks like a solomite talks about, hey, how's it moving? Generally, predator insects are much faster so they can hunt. Makes sense. Um, I don't, I don't, I'm looking at root aphids right now, and root aphids, look they're pear-shaped. They've got like a big giant butt, and then a lot of aphids will actually have two little tailpipes coming out the back. I think I've made this mistake before. I think these are, I think you're, you're right, Guru, or at least, like I said, I keep on thinking of Steve Harvey and Hollywood Squares. And I, then I would I, agree with Guru, man. I also don't know if I'm uh, using the proper name of this mite anymore. I know it's changed. It's either Californicus or Hypoaspis Miles. It looks like a Miles. Yeah, I Googled it. His name's, yeah, yeah. we're going to name this guy. His name's Miles. He's hanging out. He's generally a good thing. Yeah. Yeah, the flyers the, are a good indicator, though. You're right. Except the reason, for, not not always. So uh, uh, Stratiolalops is the new one. Fun, okay. Fungus gnats, um, or sorry, root aphids, uh, that is uh, part of their evolutionary biology that they can use if they're, like, running out of food or need to move on and affect something else. It can uh, lead to flyers. It's almost like hermaphrodite plants. Um, where it's not always going to happen, but it's a self-preservation technique. Got it. If they're uh, <laughs> unable to breed where they're at or it's not a good environment for them to breed, a flyers will, uh, like their epigenetics and genetic expression will let them grow wings and become flyers, and they'll fly and move on to something else. It's part of what makes root aphids so hard to get rid of Jeez. is that they have a lot of fallback measures if things aren't going well for themselves or their population. Yeah, I freaked out one time. I found one of these in my grow. Sure, I had root aphids, but I didn't. It's just the you don't see in the picture of his garden here and the canopy looks pretty healthy. Uh, you, I don't see any sticky traps at the base of your soil. I love to put sticky traps right on the base of my soil. And I know you can remove them or it might be inconvenient for watering, but they sure catch a lot there coming in and out uh, as far as identification. Have a loop. And the reason why, the number one reason why you want to know what you're dealing with and not just err on the side of caution. Like, you know what, I'm just going to treat anyway because it's expensive. There's some people that will suggest different products that might hold your plants up a lot, like a liquid perithrium, like soak your root zone with perithrums, and then you're really, your plants are going to get pissed off and you're going to waste money. So identification for anything is so key. Agreed. Agreed. That's why they're asking you, dude. Uh, show that, well, this other one here. Uh, hi, I want to ask about this bug. Real simple hit here from uh, Tomas Siligas. Siligas. Tomas Siligas. I don't know. What do you think on this one? I can't see that well. Tomasilgas. Pear shape, though, man. That whole pear shape thing gets me ready to see an aphid. <laughs> yeah, that's a I little don't know. big. Uh, so a picture, it's, it's hard. When, I can't, like, I can't uh, see Identifying well. from pictures, unless it's a really well taken, like up close macro picture of it, it's kind of hard. Um, you know, honestly, I'm, this looks like a tick to me. It does look like a tick, if, doesn't it? If I'm, if I'm being honest, You're this, right. this looks about the size and shape and everything that a tick should be. Um, and huh. where's it at? Eight le yeah, I I would be I would be willing to the to bet that this is a tick. It's got. We have some good comments it, it, from this the rusty nuts that we're looking at here. And it's like you wish it was an aphid now. Yeah, but that's an <laughs> rusty. <laughs> rusty nuts king says that's your everyday tick, blood sucking bastard. They are carry Lyme disease and all kinds of probs can make you allergic to red meat and all. Uh, so then oh, Sunny back Tokyo chiming in ticks are dicks and I'm not sick of their, or, and I'm sick of their tricks. A little poetry, oh. a little poetry there, man, they, that okay. does suck. 
better than root aphids, man. I don't know. It, hey, root it, aphids it's don't a, give you a it, Rocky Mountain Lyme disease. Yeah, but he's also, he's also not fever. sending us a picture of uh, it, like, attached to his leg. It's just it, like in a plastic thing. So, yeah, just flush him down the toilet. Or just or yeah. hit it or hold a lighter to it. Make it pop. Just use a little imidacloprid, man, right? Put a little pinch between <laughs> your cheek and gum, man, and you're... I'm just kidding. No show sponsored by imidacloprid. Yeah, Bear if you guys didn't catch last week. The last wake and bake, I've had to deal with some fleas on my dog with some imacloroprid. Just a full dip. No, not a big invasive deal. Just dip the whole dog, the whole puffy, into a batch of it. What is more invasive? What is more invasive than <laughs> dipping? <laughs> dipping their entire body. That's awesome. Okay, you got the uh, time to shout out here to realgrowers.com for hey. recharge. Yes. And grow dots, guys. If you're in Canada, dudes world. Dot ca not only grow dots and recharge but irie genetics i got some irie genetics up here for you canadians uh and if you want to take the real growers the challenge is it still how long do we have to enter the challenge most of the month of june i hope not because there's just hundreds and hundreds of people already man we should close soon but uh i think it is till all right end of june you're right that's a lot okay realgrowers.com forward slash challenge check out how you can get in on uh Little uh, it's about just growing some tank with just the dots and recharge, and then showing off what you can do. That's pretty yeah. much it. The, the contest and the gist with the, I, some badass it's prizes. Not, though. It's actually not about just using dots and recharge. It's about growing the best tank you can using dots and recharge as a base, and then do what, whatever tricks you want to do after that. And you want to use your castings. You want to use your uh, uh, some kind of foliar, whatever organics. You tell me. Jaron wants to use uh, his winter frost and his a couple other products from uh, from New Millennium. So yeah, that's what's going to be fun about it. DudeGrows.realGrowers.com/slash/challenge to enter. All right, all right, and plenty of information out there. DDC vetted on the dots and the recharge. Use DudeGrows.com. Use that search bar, even if you're not over there for dots and charge. Just abbreviate everything today. Then yeah. uh, just search what you're dealing with. You want to learn about spider mites, man? There are so many posts. Um, and thanks to Maestro for keeping all that shit, being a good community over there. And uh, degrows.com, use that search bar. And let's move on to another grow question. Are two... <laughs> it's like, so, okay, get out your, your pencils. This is like a little quick word problem. Okay. Two 200-watt LEDs equal to one 400-watt LED. Anyway, Posted so by Sweden sucks. Two plus two, four? Is that still going on? Yes, that's still going on. Okay. Um, mathematically, so, theoretically, you would think so. Are we right. talking oh. uh, uh, output, direct output, or output oh, that is actually received by the plant? You may read the question here from uh, Sweden sucks. It says, good often, gentlemen. I'm pretty sure he's from Sweden. Good evening, gentlemen. Best show ever, guys and gals. Here comes a stupid question, maybe. No, not stupid. But today is Sweden's national day, so why won't we go there? Me and my friend were having a discussion about if his two 200-watt LED lamps are considered as one 400-watt LED lamp if used beside each other. Guru, what do you say? Damn, damn, damn. All right. Wait, hang I on. I, gotta, I didn't. God afton, gentlemen. Is good after good evening, gentlemen. I might be able to go to Sweden and hang out. Seems kind of close, close enough, right? Yeah, I I'm so. say English is a very guttural language from the Germanic tribes. So, called after gentlemen. 
<laughs> like it. So you would, I, you're, you're, you're saying, I have, I have some answers, but I think we're all being agreeing. Uh, short answer, two, yes. The short answer, no. Oh. Um, Circle gets disclaimed. Just uh, a couple of assumptions that I got to make before I say that. Um, the, the, the 400 watt light and the two 200 watt lights all have the same diodes in them. Um, in that case, honestly, more deliverable light to the plant is going to come from the two 200 watt lights. Why is that? Um, because uh, inverse square law, you're going to have two uh, more even coverage and less shading on the plant because instead of a single light hanging above it, you can have two and but what uh, if the two cross section in the middle. What if the 200 light, watt light is uh, two quantum boards? Spaced. Yeah, and it's spaced like, good. Yeah. Uh, well, the, like if, of, if the 400 watt light has uh, the ability to be spread as much as two separate lights, which I just will guarantee you it doesn't, um, then actually the two small, it's why bar style lighting for like big commercial grows works really well. What is the thing called? I'm, I want to look at the black wing from HLG because it's spread out beautifully. I don't know how many, how many watts that is, but that is spread out beautifully. So if you took two of those and then that I, you, I, th I'm telling you, you will have better coverage with two of with those two of them. than with like one, uh, 700 watt light. Yeah. So question just because not it's question. Uh, inverse square law and you're and I'm not saying it's more light over like the amount the output from the actual lamps itself right is the exact same you're getting more delivered to the plant because it's coming from multiple different directions instead of just one direction from the light onto the plants well I mean HLGs their larger lights have quantum boards all over the place. And, you know, I mean, they, they they look like a spider with quantum boards all and over it. I HLG specifically had does really well about That's spreading I'm, I'm spreading their lights out. Yeah. A lot of LED companies don't do that, and most 400 watt lights that I've seen are not spread out super. So wide. single. This really has to do a single. Yeah, this is of light this is much is more really what explaining that like uh, having two 600s versus like one 1150DE in a room. Right, you can get better coverage with the 600s because you have the overlap in between them, sure. and they're getting hit from both sides. So that middle of the garden, without a light directly above it, ends up being the most productive part of the garden because it's actually getting sure. the most light. So and you just more, don't get those advantages with a single light hanging above somewhere. So, so the more dispersed light you have, meaning like HLG approaches it by having quantum boards, and they that's why their lights look like a spider, so that they and can have boards all over it, spread way out. And right. not a single one of them is in the center of the of the of the fixture. Right. But the center point actually has the the highest PPF or PPFD that you uh, that you can measure there. So and that's it's pretty cool. That is interesting to see if you look between two lights. I never realized this until I got a light meter. Between two lights, you would think like directly under the bulb is going to be the strongest. No, it's where they both meet and cross, man. That's the strongest light you get. Now, I know Three Grows it has a good comment here. It says, I have two 100-watt LEDs, and they are way better than a single board. I can adjust the height individually for each side. Ah. Great for growing different strains. Also, I believe that I can achieve higher light penetration due to the separation advantages. I can move them further for flower or closer together in veg. I don't believe there will be more light produced, but you open up a great deal of versatility with two. Happy growing. Good point on the different heights Excellent because points. sometimes that can be pretty pretty handy. Jason H. just says Sweden sucks. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, other advantage is... Uh, that's what I used to say, and they're pretty dialed now, but about environmental controllers, like when somebody's like, dude, I just want to buy a whole greenhouse controller for my room. I'm like, you could do that, 
but because for a while when I worked hydroponic retail, some some of those would come back and you'd be like, ma'am, hurry up. When is it fixed? My whole room, like everything yeah. relies on this. So it's like yeah. when you're designing a room, I kind of like to have some in, some different controllers. So not everything's down, but I've seen some pretty cool master controllers too, man. Some of them look sweet, mainly in the bigger commercial gross. Yeah, but you're so right. When they go down and just your whole room is down, a lot of the stuff you can use timers for. You know, yeah, so it's like if you have two LED lights, at least you still have one to keep your photo period. If you have a, you know, an issue of some sort with the other. Hey, sense of me does bring up a good point, though. Um, it, this is when he's talking about HPS lights. And definitely, if you're talking about a, a bulb light like that, multiple sources of light is going to be huge. And this is what he says, too. Uh, multiple HPS is going to be way better than one more one powerful one. That's when, yeah, the. Uh... <laughs> The owner of what it was the Australian, is it CX? What some type of nutrients? Psycho, Australian Psycho nutrients. Psycho nutrients, mate. The owner came over. Uh, no, it, it, was, it wasn't Psycho. It was Yellow Bottle. Bloom Yellow Bottle. No, Psycho. No, that psycho guy nutrients. just came over. He took the coconut, the, the he, Malibu Splash. He did. Just this guy randomly showed up at the bakery and he was the Bloom Yellow Bottle guy. He's from Australia. Yeah. And he, he heard I lived here. <laughs> just showed up and we gave him a Malibu Splash, a cool, refreshing, uh, passion fruit flavored Malibu <laughs> Splash. And he drank it. And we were like, give me that. That was just a test. You got to leave now. Man. <laughs> so... The anyway, he he was mentioning uh, the grow style here. He's, he was amazed to see how many grows just have thousands up. He's like, we over in Australia, like it's just six hundreds, man, two six hundreds, not one one thousand. And I used to suggest that in a grow setup. Why not have two six hundreds over one one thousand? It's be much better. Dude, we're spoiled Funny. here, man. When you have a fifteen amp circuit, they're they're nine and a half amps. You need every bit of that to to run a one thousand yeah. watt. And when you go to Europe and whatnot. Uh, or just around the world they don't have as big of a power a lot of times you don't get as much power so except for say, they are on 220 though like that that's why their sure. their outlets different than are they use ah, two, you know they what? use 220 throughout their house deal. instead of having so like yes they have less amperage but they everything uses less, less amperage sure. because they're they're on top of that okay, just real that's kind of a big deal what we mean the difference between 110 and 220 220 is double 110 that's the live wire coming in. Uh, when you look at just a regular outlet, you've got a one hot wire coming in, the 110. Then you've got a neutral wire and a ground wire. But you only have one hot, hot voltage wire coming in. When you're doing 220, you've got two legs of power coming in, 110 watts or 110 volts and 110 volts. And each one of them are bringing in, you know, it can handle a lot more amperage and amperage is like the actual amount of volume that's going through so it's uh yeah it's much safer to run things that's why when you run big lights or when you run a grow it's all done in 220 that's so you're not pushing all that energy through one uh one wire you're splitting it up in half and pushing it through two balanced thanks sweden sucks um, I'm presuming, like you said, Scotty, Sweden sucks because of the prohibition rules, which I don't know off the top of my head. All this power talk, you reminded me, I got a call the other day from a property manager. Hey, the uh, electrician said your board is fried and just sent a picture of like <clears throat> the main board. And that was at that house that um, that actually I'd grown at quite some time. I'm like, yes, it's no, that board has rest in peace. It has done a lot and it's it's time. Um, but you know, they don't, don't fuck with the lecture. Just as since we do a no. show, 
that's the way your house burns down and that's the way the police show up it's a big deal to do electricity wrong you can usually find an electrician that smokes weed man trade them a little weed for some some not permitted but you know legitimate electrical service man the uh one of my best stories about electricity and the respect for it was when i when i was a stockman was my title when i worked at walmart super center um, actually it was just a regular Walmart at the time, no super center, no groceries, but, uh, carts, you know, and that type of shit. Anyway, they had a trash compactor in the back for cardboard. You flip like this heavy switch and, mm, but before this was before the world was too nerfed up, there was some way you could, I don't know how I got my hands on the part that it was like, it was electric. Like that's like a 240 volt. I think like, you know, heavy duty trash compactor, cardboard compactor. That's it probably shot, I've, been, Ow, that's I've been hit by a 120. Um, when yes. I was hit by that, I mean, it didn't keep me on it. I probably took a, you know, cause when it's too hot, right. You can't get off of it. It does your muscles contract and shit. I yeah. think. Well, no, that happens uh, even when it's not super hot. Little one. I just, will do that to you. Hey, did you know if an electrical wire like falls into water that you're like standing in or it's raining or something, if you jump on one leg, it won't electrocute you. See, man, just, I, no, I don't believe it. I don't believe it. <laughs> Anyway, oh, I definitely that felt off for at least a good half, four, five, six hours. That was not I'm like, whoa. Yeah. Hopefully this isn't permanent. Something yeah. that I felt that. It's just not supposed anyway. to happen, man. All right. Before we get into our grows, let's talk about the pros list. Dogrows.com forward slash pros. All your coupon codes are listed over there. If you're shopping for your grow, I want to mention Build a soil. And more than that, build a soil. Jeremy's been rocking over on YouTube, man. There's plenty of great content creators out there in the cannabis scene. But his instructional style, it's pretty dope, man. Uh, if you go over to YouTube. Hey, Guru, look at that What's style. That? It, looks, it looks like Kung Fu, doesn't it? It does. <laughs> I know he practices uh, some jujitsu. Some Wing Chun right there, man. Some Bruce Lee shit oh. right there. But they got some great series, fact episodes, uh, and dropping some knowledge. So search Build a Soil on YouTube, and you will elevate your grow. Not only that, buildasoil.com. Of course, if you're getting soil for your grow, grow inputs, the way Build a Soil sources their products, it cares about what's yeah. going in them and the customer service. Um, it's a great resource for your garden. We talk about voting with your dollars, and Jeremy's a legitimate guy in the industry, has taught a lot of people uh, the principles of growing organically as well, not just not just selling bags of stuff. So respect to Jeremy and be loyal to the soil, bro. <laughs> Thank you very much. All right. That is not me. That what is on the Build a Soil website. Oh, nice. That's a good shirt. Do they have shirts for that? I bet you they do. I mean, think about it. Be loyal to the soil, and we wouldn't have had the dust bowl, right? I like Jeremy's shirt loyal. there. It just says "growing organic." It's, it's like a whole thing. It's a process. You know what I mean? It's a hey. If we were loyal to the soil, you're so right. We would not have had that dust bowl. That dust bowl was about plowing the topsoil, breaking it up, all the natural roots. You want to talk about no-till? The natural um, grasses that were deeply rooted, that were pulling moisture out and holding the the land in shape together. Man, once you pulled all that, it all went. Yeah, yeah, it all went to dust, my friend. Um, I'm taking into my grow here today, and I have more not pressure, but if you if you weren't caught up, you know, dude's been talking about planting autos forever. Uh, started some seeds. Then the puppy came upon me and uh, 
afterthought, yes, this really does increase the time you don't have to do other things sometimes. Still, sure. love having a puppy. Love having a puppy around, but you got to put the, the work dog in. You eat your put the seeds, work. dude. Very good. Actually, yes. I'll, I'll go with Scotty. Yeah, the, the puppy the puppy ate the autos. Otherwise, they'd have beautiful seedlings by now. Well, no, they just uh, they got how, set aside, uh, man. Isn't that how seeds used to be distributed? Right? Animals would eat them, and then they'd go poop them all over the place? Well, life gets busy. The well, bottom no, line the, is the right now out. The start of agriculture was because we ate plants and then pooped in the same place, like near our village. And then those plants, carrier plants, grew out of the like shit pile. And then those ones were better selected for like being dragged along the ground and the right. corn not falling off of it because the ones that didn't fall off made it. And then like eventually that's how they ended up with like ag- agriculture for stuff. The corn not fall off of what? Uh, off of the the hut or not the husk the, the ear or husk. Uh, I'll, I'll yeah, I thought husk, you were man. talking about corn the corn not being able to fall off of the uh, the feces. <laughs> Total difference. No, it's thinking. like <laughs> them dragging the corn stalk back to their village. Only the kernels that stayed on the stalk made it back there, and then they ate those. And then some of those would grow in the shit pile, and then like that that was more uh, likely to like be tighter packed kernels on the corn dude just plant evolution right. is cool and how people change I'm just cool how good are psilocybin mushrooms that you will literally eat them off of cow shit what do you think about that there's your deep thought man i mean why do you they think float? cows are uh like worshipped in the hindu religion like one they bring life Still. to the soil and everything and two they bring uh things that open up your mind and expand it to you i mean i'm all for a good trip but fucking cow shit man mm. I wanted to uh, talk about my grow here. What's going on? Because I have more uh, things in my in my head happening. With I have some people in my neighborhood. Um, somehow I, I got my hands on some really good CBD flower and CBD pre rolls, and I was hooking them up. And people are like just getting better sleep. Um, many different factors that just said they were really digging it. I'm like shit, man. This is just straight up tested CBD flower. Um, disassociated. I don't know how 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 Hanover, Hanover hemp. Uh, but the fact is I got some seeds up here as well. And I got some of these links in here, Guru, as far as high Alpine genetics, afternoon delight. Um, I got some of these. These are okay, I got to quit the mailing list. High Alpine, high Alpine genetics, organically grown, feminized dreamland, afternoon delight, which is ACDC auto crossed with cherry blossom, high CBD stoked to try that and this is there's a warning on some of these like look some of these could grow some hemp seed just like stable and it's ready and wait did you see the price point on those uh-huh. load that back up the, the price point on these um if i'm looking at this right was a hundred dollars for 600 seeds what's all right i'm in well, i mean hemp people are growing a lot more plants than like you just can't get the same price that you can for like Jeez. highly sought after cannabis seeds. It's much more like an agricultural seed product than how long till cannabis seeds are like this, man. I mean, you make thousands of them at a time. Yeah, but the the bottleneck is the like uh, people hoarding genetics and holding on to genetics. So like, then you you control the supply, and then you have a little dude. bit more control over what Thank goes on. You. Thank you for bringing this to my attention. That's eye opening, dude. That you can make six hundred cannabis seeds uh for a hundred dollars wow yeah and it's gonna grow some nice flower the next one he hooked up some hoku hoku seeds also hoku has been on the show with the know your breeder series 
uh, from Banner. I got some Zoo Blood, which is cherry wine crossed with La Crema. And it says uh, cherry wine should need no introduction. But the F2 from West Creek brought some unique differences. Cherry wine was a pretty renowned CBD strain. Do either cherry, you guys know just cherry wine? Cherry was definitely. I don't know about cherry wine, but yeah, back in the day, like cherry was the staple. And then I also got some... Uh, some peace, some peace warrior. But let me tell you my favorite that I am going to get started. And this last link guru is the Palisade OGS one feminized. <clears throat> and this is in the description. I'll do a little narration here for you guys. Great picture here of it. Um, Bud looks dank. It says that this uh, short, stocky, fast flowering indica pumps out trichome covered buds. Great for indoor growers looking for compact plants with exotic herbs. <laughs> Uh, great for outdoor growers looking for an early harvest. Flowering time, interesting year. Flowering time says 45 to 60 days, which I'm presuming I've never had anything finish in 45. I think you have Scotty one time, some commercial strain back in the day. That one got me, man. Whoa. <laughs> got you? Whoa. <laughs> yeah. That one so, got me. What are we talking I like about that the breeder, the breeder puts um, some plant notes on here. It says minimal stretching during early flower, continually topping creates numerous bud sites on multi-branchial compact bush. Turns deeper shades of purple, dark blue, as the colder it gets. Very hardy and resilient variety, mold resistant, good variety for humid regions, but watch for moss that lay caterpillar eggs. It says indoor growers should have fun with this variety. I'm gonna grow this indoors. And we know, um, damn, HLG, um, I don't know if it's an association with HLG at all, but there's CBD grown completely indoors in grow rooms that sure. are just like set up for what we do. Yep. Typically, like I know Hanover Hemp grows CBD in greenhouses. They There's too many variables outside. Those These moss are one. Like we've lost whole fucking crops, man, due to bud rot, due to caterpillars. We've got to do greenhouses now to keep them out. But I've never grown like a straight CBD on the indoor. And the fact that people in my neighborhood are getting stoked on it, it's like, man, I might re-enter the free market with CBD flower. I never would have thought about that happening, you know? Yeah. So interesting. Um, I, it is interesting. This flower looks cool. I like the description on it. See what we can do with it uh, for sure. But it's also for, I've said before, uh, on and off people that have tried to quit smoking and their crutch has been nice little CBD pre-rolls because it yep. doesn't, not, no psychoactive effect. You're still getting a nice chill and they still have that muscle memory shit. Maybe you're supposed to break that. Maybe you're not, but it can be a good crutch. I dig. I agree, sir. <laughs> you know, okay, you dig. I'm surprised you didn't say, I will listen to you once I see a seedling, dude. It's hard when I got all the bud I need right now. And there are some some of summertime distractions. It's happening outside, man. I'm planting some shit. I got some peppers going. I got my strawberry hanging baskets. I got to refill the hummingbird feeder, man. That's yeah. work. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Now these are excuses, sir. All right. These are excuses. <laughs> you want to blame it on the dog, man. You know? So uh, what's going on? Gurus grow. That's what I want to ask. You got... Uh, Shit, live plants yet? I got rocking. so uh, just got a actual clone from Elite Clones. A candy jam showed up at my door yesterday. Um, it was candy jam, rooted cut, and I it was like a place uh, where Kelly would go just got it that. moved over into my tent that I actually have veggie starts in right now. So it's at seventy five percent humidity between seventy and seventy five and eighty degrees. 
So it's a perfect environment for that to just go in without needing a dome or anything like that. Um, letting it chill out for a couple of days, get over the transport shock, and then I will uh, transplant it into some radical bags, and, or uh, I'm sorry, into some rain science bags <laughs> and be good to go. <clears throat> and I've been working on, uh, last time I had just hoses run into my reservoir, like from the irrigation system. Um, from what the type of hose? Just like your vinyl tubing? I mean, that, that no, a three-quarter inch like garden hose is what how I had everything run. Um, but this time, at least from the reservoir to the pump, I have hard plumbed. I uh, did it all in PVC and made it look pretty. I wish I had a picture. You know what? <laughs> but uh, hard plumbed that, and then into the tin, I still have a, a garden, like a, a uh, commercial garden hose, like a 10 foot one running into there. And then uh, still got to set up hydrolux on the inside, but pretty excited for that and got the canner ready to go. And uh, as soon as I get that, that uh, candy jam transplanted, I will start hitting it with the canna and uh, super easy setup. And with a 20 gallon reservoir for this setup, not in a five by five and a four by three, I th- that reservoir might last like a week and a half, or I might not even use the, the full amount of the reservoir. We'll see. Scotty, were you coming in? Uh, you can hit it. You can hit it. Well, curious on the the candle line. What? So, when you start your fill your res in the water just from the municipal water supply, what's your pH at? Uh, like seven, right at around seven. And then Lucky. after you add your your the can it, of nutrients, like does it where you need it to be? And I know this isn't always like that's not necessarily a good or a bad sign of a nutrient line, but does it bring no, it down uh, to water and pH? Not not at all. Generally, I will need to pH down probably like after uh, it comes in at seven. After mixing up uh, the full line, I'm usually sitting around like six three or so or six four, and then I'll drop it down to five eight for the most part, uh, through veg and early flower. Later on in flower, I'll start to raise the pH up just a little bit. And a straight cocoa, 5.8 and a straight cocoa. 5.8 and straight cocoa, for sure. It's um, still the best. But well, I guess- big, big key when you're just, as well, we're talking about mixing up nutrients, and it, it works like this for canna, but it works like this for any of the other ones. And it makes it take more time to mix up your nutrients, but you will have no fallout. Um, mix them one nutrient at a time. And let it uh, like a stir pump or it be stirred for like 10 minutes in between mixing up each uh, part. And mark down what you did. And mark down what you did so you remember. (laughs) That's why you buy a good nutrient like canna. Because you can just mix them, mix one, move it, you know, swirl it around, mix it, mix it again a minute later. I understand that's best practices, but that is really when you buy. So that's why you buy a premium nutrient. And Because it it will stay in a... uh, it won't lock out. Yeah, definitely. Good question. When I did, so you've stated you don't really have any reservoir swings once you establish your pH during nutrient. You know, you'll run it for maybe a last. You just said make up to six days, and it your mm-hmm. pH stays stable. Part of that now, too it, is uh, sorry to throw another company in here, but the Aeromixer that uh, promotes a lot more pH stability because it's keeping the same amount of dissolved oxygen in the water pretty consistently. Um, which that uh, changes in DO can have a big change in uh, how pH is shown. So, yeah, I, I what about uh, a- keeping it mixed and stirred throughout the 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 week that that's going to be in reservoir uh, definitely helps keep the pH a lot more stable. And you have that running on a controller for the people that don't know. So there's a I don't know it comes on for five minutes of every whatever it com- hour. It comes on for like a minute every thirty minutes. Nice. So, but. It, when I did, I think Scotty ran into this one. I did recirculating deep water culture system. And I'm talking like 
big plumbing, everything's moving around good, you know, inch plumbing on all the inch holes, none of this half inch shit, nice yep. pumps stirring the undercurrent, undercurrent. Mm-hmm. I think if they're still around as a company that made big, big piped, hard pipe systems, I would get huge pH fluctuation swings. Sometimes it'd be like, holy shit, man. And, and it'd be different in veg versus bloom, whether it was swinging up or down to the point where I you know Scotty ran these. I never got the automatic doser kind of just to try and keep things consistent. Right. But th- that's because of the new, is that, is that because of the nutrients that the plant is using during those different times affecting the pH or is it just a nutrient that's somewhat more unstable than another? Uh, it can be like a kind of compounding factors a little bit, all three of them, a more unstable nutrient will, uh, cause just not just the plant taking things away, things falling out of solution or becoming not, uh, like available anymore and falling out, uh, that it can definitely change pH. The plant pulling stuff out of there can help change pH. Um, any like algae growing in the system or uh, stuff growing in the system can start to change pH. There's just lots of things that can do that. And, and a lot of times the pH dosers have gotten a lot better, but for a really long time, the like logic controllers for them were not that great and that it would overshoot and then have to go back and overshoot back the other way. And it was just like constantly fighting itself. When I would um, use those pH dosers, I wouldn't use up and down at the same time. I would know what was going on with my with my water, and I would say, "Okay, man, my water is always needs uh, it's always going down. The pH is always lowering, so I've just got this one you know, one bottle of pH up there, and then I'm uh, introducing that into the system, I guess. But I know they will absolutely fight each other if you don't have them dialed in. So I just use one bottle at a time. Right on, right on. I will. Uh, and I got one more quick thing. If you want, yeah. if I don't know if uh, pH dosers, I think they have gone down in price a lot. I used to go to the aquaticego.com or the fish supply houses. They've been using pH dosers forever over there. So they've got them. I don't know. I paid a couple hundred bucks for one a long time ago. And it's nice to cross. Yeah. Ship your, your, your shopping uh, in different, uh, would you say not hobbies but when you try to you think somebody might just be marked up when it's in the cannabis scene i know blue lab uh at a trade show had a pretty nice looking they claim to be very easy to use for growers and they make some decent shit up blue lab has a ph doser as well um but only for bigger systems i mean you gotta have a certain amount of water volume i don't know what the minimum you know if you're just in a little 25 hydro tank sure you know it's usually designed for systems that are a bit more water volume um, and water has to be actively moving throughout the system wherever it's measuring the pH or you're going to have all different zones of fucked up shit. But you can also just uh, dilute the pH up and down so you're not just dumping pH up straight or pH down. I would actually have another little reservoir. Maybe I'd take a five-gallon bucket or something like that, put a little bit of pH down in there, and then mix it up and just kind of have it deliver it to the reservoir and kind of homogenize you know, t- until it got to the right pH. Homogenize. I yeah, like is it. that the right word? <laughs> I liked saying it anyhow. I think so. Uh, cool, man. I was going to take it to saying what's up, man. If anybody had a good time today, uh, we've helped you grow. If you want to hook up with the DGC Cup, DGCCup.com. If you want to become a DGC producer, uh, and much love to our DGC producers, foodgrows.com forward slash support. And tell me, who to support out there and buy some recharge from my local garden store. Well, if I'm, if I am in Peabody, Massachusetts, sir, I'm going to Alex Jones.
You must get tired of getting fucked <laughs> with. Mr. Alex Jones over at Green Harvest Hydroponics. Thank you so much for the support, my friend. Um, yeah, and I just said your local garden center. Typically, they're called hydroponic store was always the, the lingo. Hydro oh, store, hydroponics. Yeah. And then at grow store kind of means that garden center, not really. Garden center has other shit too, like shovels and like mulch Plants. and shit. So what what should we rename it as? It's, uh, is the grow store grow acceptable store. now? Yeah, the, yeah, they're the grow stores, man. I like it. I like the grow store. We should just embrace uh, it as the weed growing store now. Yeah. <laughs> no, because you're going to see <laughs> we're doing a, a separate contest, uh, realgrowers.com slash peppers if you're a hot pepper grower. Dude, you, there's a huge crossover between between cannabis growers and then just hobbyist growers in general. I remember, didn't you tell me that you worked at a hydro store? You're like the worst people or the people that are coming in and not growing weed because they just want to talk to you the whole day, man. <laughs> About uh, Yeah, no, if you're trying to really help somebody out, which I don't mind doing, uh, but we're some of my time in the hydro store is a time where it was busy as hell. Like the feds, or janitor, something holder, holder, that dude, I Eric think, holder, was like, oh, yeah. we're not going to federal. The feds aren't going to prosecute you guys anymore if you're doing this medically. And so there is just a green rush for med cards. And the grocery store turned from an eight-hour relaxing shift to an eight-hour on your feet the whole day, crushing it. When somebody wanted to talk to you for an hour about how to grow, and then they, they like, either wouldn't buy anything or come back and buy, like, I don't know, it shouldn't be about that, but you got to manage your time for sure when you're trying to see who's just, you want to support. If people are giving you information, support them a little back. I think some people, when you think they go home and buy online after they come and get your knowledge, which happens all the time today, too. Uh, yeah, that's pretty shitty, though. Yeah. Yes, yes. Mind your etiquettes. Uh, let's shout out to these DDC producers, man. Making the show happen, guys. Can't wait to see some of you guys coming out to the DDC Cup, July 30th. I'm going to start it off with Toad Stool Mushroom Pants. I like, I like it. it. Oh, and Herbo, Herbo Boar. What's up, Herbo Boar? How's it growing? Whatever you keep rolling, Scotty, even though we can't see you. It's all good. Oh, man, I'm out. Come on, like macho names. Come on, how about Nighthawk? You call me Nighthawk, <laughs> all right? Shout out to you, Nighthawk and Canna Botanist. I like it. Wasn't Nighthawk actually, was that, no, what was that? Kent was the name of the car, but that show wasn't, what was that show it's called? Night Rider, man. Night Rider. Got it, got it. All right, Canna Botanist and E. Elmo Bud Pucker. Yeah. What's up, buddy? Yeah. <laughs> How about some dude in a barn? Hey, I want to say what's up to some dude in a barn. Uh, what is a Chodo, I don't know. Chodo Swaggins, brother. Chodo Swaggins. Oh, Jesus. BC Zanny and ASH Forest. How's it growing? I like it. I just want to let you know something, dude. We're going to be gone, but uh, life grows on, brother. You know what I'm saying? A shout out to you, life grows on. It sounds like an life ABC like miniseries, doesn't it? Life grows it is, on. Huh? trying to make a song out of it stay higher my friends until next time we will be coming at you peace out scotty guru hey here is the dude some people love to blaze up the deck yeah we get happy for noon and when the boss man says to take a little break that means we like